There we go. Yo, yo. Let the Eric Quagnus Martin's guitar rip. Welcome to Preferred Lines. Uh, tonight, instead of our normal host, Chad Eckert, he is off tonight. It is his wife's birthday, and they deserve a night out. So yeah, I am joined by my side by our, our producer, our good friend, and also very knowledgeable about golf, so he's going to help me through tonight. Welcome in, Jishwish Josh Bennett. What's up, dude? Hey, Joe. Uh, not much. What's going on with you? Anything exciting? No, man. You, uh, we were just talking before we kind of went hot here. You've got uh, you're on the clock. You've got on a the- baby coming sort of any day now. You're at the last appointment, so hopefully the show uh, we can make it through the next thirty minutes or so here tonight. But yeah. sounds like you got a lot happening. Everything is everything is good with me. Everything else good? Everything's great. I'm uh, or we might have to teach Chad how to how to be the producer again. He might have forgot since the last time he's done it. <laughs> That's absolutely right. Listen, if you guys are here uh, on the Twitter feed, um, give us a like, give us maybe a retweet, help us sort of get in front of some more eyes. That's always appreciative to us. And by all means, we'd love to have you hop over onto the YouTube version. If you just YouTube prefer lines, you will see that version so that we can kind of see your comments and, and sort of happy to interact as the next 30 minutes or so goes by but before we sort of get in i want to talk farmers for a minute but before i do that i have to mention our presenting sponsor jock market um awesome great app like super fun oh oh, uh, unique in the way that it sort of combines fantasy sports with the stock market short selling live trading um ipo hours like all concepts familiar to the stock market now in the format of dfs and daily fantasy sports so they've been a great partner as ours use that promo code pl that you see going across the bottom of the screen if you have not deposited there yet they will match you up to your first 50 dollars um now that we got that out of the way let's talk a little farmers man give me give me just real quick i'll kind of cue you up and, and leave you to the stage what were your thoughts on in any takeaways? Um, well, Joe, I don't know if you know, but I was texting Chad uh, before the tournament started, and I told him that if Luke List top 20 at this event, I was going to quit DFS. I'm a DFS player, not really <laughs> uh, better. But I told him I'm quitting DFS because Luke List was getting a whole lot of love all week. I don't know if you bet him or not, but... Uh, I didn't really understand it because I've used my eyeballs. I watch him play golf. So um, I didn't really get it. And then, of course, he goes on and wins. So um, so I got some heat for that. So, Dude, you know, the, funny, the rest man. of it was the, the playoff and stuff was sweet. But, you know, I I got it, it's sour for me because of the because of that ending. <laughs> so I was talking yesterday i went on the approach with rob and drew and i kind of asked rob a question because i know that he's sort of big into sort of leverage and ownership plays um because you know like my take on it has always been play the guys that you think are going to play the best and don't Mm -hmm. be so concerned overly with ownership don't pivot off something that's a really good play to gain a couple percentage points on someone that you just frankly don't think is as well suited for the course and, and is set up for success um, 
it's it's funny because like I feel like chalk has often been really sort of hitting so far in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you look at Rom, you look at even even Swafford was a little bit of chalk. Um, going back to the Sony, I mean Russell Henley was big time. So it's it's an interesting sort of dilemma you face in DraftKings on what is that point, right? Case in point, this week sitting right next to each other in the sort of top of the range, Spieth and Berger. Like mm-hmm. Berger is playing fantastic. He's a former champion. He's right there. You, we all think that he's going to play well. Right below him is Jordan Spieth, who's in the worst seven tournament stretch of his entire career right now. Could right. it be coming into this event worse? At what point does the leverage move make sense? Like that's the that's sort of the the question, and it's hard to really pinpoint an answer. Like if he's ten percent less owned, do you go to Spieth? Does he need to be twenty percent owned? I guess that's the sort of unanswered question. Other sort of takeaways I had from the farmers. Zalatoris feels like he's coming. Um, yeah. Looked like a different player to me. Still obviously sucks with the putter. But <laughs> yeah. he just feels like he's so talented of a ball striker and hits it square on the face almost every time that it's going to be hard to keep him out of the winner's circle this season. I had a Justin Rose ticket. I know a lot of people did. I felt like there were a lot of guys down the stretch that improperly played the 18th hole, Rose included. I think they thought – they saw List post the early number, right? I think in their mind they thought they needed more than that number, which is why a lot of them really pressed down the stretch. And instead of just getting the 15, I think that Rose, for instance, thought he needed to get to 16. So – I think he took like hybrid in on 18, which was probably like if he maxed that hybrid out, was probably going to get him pin high and hoping to catch that slope and bring it down to the hole. I think the prudent play was to take the water out of play and just hit three wood. And if it goes over the back of the green, get up and down for birdie. You're in there with list and Mm -hmm. who knows what's going to happen with Rom. I think they all assumed he was coming, but he didn't. Uh, But the biggest thing for me, it was nice to see bogey in play. Right. Yeah. It was nice to see a challenge. It was nice to see um, people going up and down the leaderboard instead of one direction only. So I enjoy that event every year. It kind of sucks that we're back to this this awkward format this week. Um, anything else on farmers before we move on? No, I, I, I can't get over the list thing. So I think we should just move on. <laughs> You're kind of you, you do a nice work on on sort of course previews and stuff like that you got anything sure. for this week you want to share on the setup we're looking forward to at pebble beach pro-am sure uh so uh, they got the three courses the they got pebble beach monterey and whatever the other one is spyglass i think yeah spyglass uh they're actually for the most part i think they play them all pretty similarly they're short ish mm-hmm. um and the greens are pretty small so i mean you're looking for distance off the tee doesn't really matter because the course is so short. Everybody is going to get their distance. So you're kind of looking for those dudes that are elite iron players. that are going to hit all these small greens or yeah. you're looking for, you know, those, those really good putters or really good around the green guys that are going to be able to, you know, save the, save the birdies, save the pars when they're, when they're missing the green. So I, th- I think all three of them play pretty similarly. I, I wouldn't, pick any of them out and say this one's much different they're just they're short greens are small so you know you got to hit great irons and rolling some putts 
Yeah, all coastal. I think Spyglass normally is the toughest from a scoring average standpoint of the three. So mm-hmm. maybe advantageous to kind of keep that in mind if you're playing some guys live that uh, if your guy goes out on Spyglass on Thursday and shoots a pretty good score, he's he's pretty well positioned. And I know that yeah. a lot of the books were really slow at the Amex a couple of weeks ago to kind of take that into account when guys were were playing the most difficult course when they were playing um, the stadium course there and they shot well. So I think Lee Hodges, like they were, had big, there's, there's going to be some opportunities there. If you sort of pay attention to it. Um, I agree. They're all short. They're all positional. They're all going to come down to approach play. I think around the green, um, particularly at pebble, right? Smallest greens on tour, the ability to be creative um, and have a, a, a level of finesse around the greens, I think is really important. Just when you look at, you know, Phil always played well here, just or Jordan Spieth has always played well here. Jason Day, like these are really good chippers, right? right. Really good He's pretty good. Yeah. Yes. So guys who are able to get themselves up and down in precarious situations, I would definitely look into. And another thing I had in my notes about Pebble, just going back some years. So they're all poet greens. Pebble is really soft. The green surfaces, while they're small, like you see some massive spin backs off of these greens. Mm-hmm. Like even going back to the U.S. Open, there's when they put the pin in the back of the hole, it's very tough to get back there um, in many instances because you hit it to the back of the hole and the ball will literally come all the way up to the front. I think Spieth commented on this, I believe, in his presser this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can remember when Phil was going sort of toe to toe with Paul Casey that year. And he was hitting like 130 yard eight irons, like 60, 70% eight irons that would get up there and just kind of one hop and stop. And the yep. reason he was doing that was because if he hit a full pitching wedge, he had no chance of getting it to the back of the ring. Because if you're over, you're dead, right? Because they're generally all sloped upward. And if yep. you're in the front, you've got a long, difficult two putt. So I think just a creativity and, sh- and shot making ability and the, a way to sort of approach it maybe a little differently this week um, could be advantageous to some players. Yeah. Yep. Totally agree. You want to queue up the odds checker grid. We'll take a look here at the yeah. top of the board. We'll crack that open. I know at the very top, um, I can tell you right now, it's going to be Patrick Cantlay. I've seen him right around uh, seven to one this week. Feels like a low price. So let's start with the top two guys, right? 750, 14 to 1, it looks like over there at Caesars. I see some 12s on Burger, but let's just take the best numbers available, right? Plus 700, plus 1400. I struggle with this concept because I don't feel like Patrick Cantley has twice as good of a chance to win this as Burger. Burger's playing fantastic. I felt like he got a little bit of putting going on. I know there is some concerns about potential injury, but I don't see anything that would really worry me off of it. Look, if these two are in a head-to-head matchup, you're not going to make Berger 2-1 to one against Kayla. Right. You know 100%. what I mean? So him getting double those odds, even though it's 14-1 to one and I don't like to bet those numbers, it feels like a little bit of value. We know that he's a guy that sort of has his spots um, where you can play him. He's a multiple winner, I believe it. Um, I don't know if it's TPC Southwind or the, or maybe it's Memphis, the one that he's won at. He's played well at the Honda a couple of times. So he kind of seems to have his his spots where he typically plays well. And he's in great form. And I think if I'm going to pick someone there, we know Will Zalatoris withdrew. So I think the only thing for me that 
and I haven't done it, that would make sense at this point is taking double the number on Berger. I think yeah. him and Cantley, I, I rate them out pretty evenly coming in here. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I got a question on you mentioned yeah. Zalatoris, by the way. So, and I'm not a I'm not a huge better, like I mentioned, DFS guy. Maybe you've talked about this on this podcast before, but maybe it's a good refresher for people. Is what do you do yourself when you know big names in the field like will you know they withdraw and they're already in the field you know lines have already been posted are you uh you got notifications on pj tour comms and rob bolton and are, are you are you chasing numbers at that point or or how Absolutely. do you how do you tackle that a hundred percent. I have the notifications turned on the pj tour communications particularly monday and tuesday we know like we saw a lot of this last year with the COVID stuff, right? Like, I'm kind of shocked because we've seen the NFL and the NBA and the NHL be kind of wrecked by this whatever yeah. variant and in, in COVID. Haven't really seen it in the PGA Tour, so I don't know. You know, I know that they had the policy in – I don't really want to go down this road, but I know they had the policy in place last year where if you were vaccinated, you no longer had the test. I don't know if they're still doing that because obviously at this point it's not really preventing you from getting it. I think we can all agree there at least. Yeah, uh, it may be helping, but it's not like you're not going to get it. Right. Right. So we haven't really seen it like a spike. We saw Cam Champ and then it had been a couple weeks and now Will Zalatoris. But 100 percent, I think that there are books out there that will. Um, obviously, there's one that still has has Will Zalatoris in there. So if you are right. thinking about betting the top of the board, particularly under 40 to one, I would say, and you have a couple of guys in mind, you see someone withdraw, it's time to go take those bets right now. Like normally I like to wait and kind of digest more material, but um, you know, Justin Rose was one, for instance, we can get into it. I, I had a 28 to one on, it was still 28 to one right after Zalatoris withdrew, go and hit that. Like go, just go and put it in now because you see a player of his caliber sub 20 to one withdraw, you know, you're catching a couple extra points in terms of value, I think. Sure. Gotcha. Um, who do we got down after that? So we have mentioned Zalatoris withdrew. Who's right there at 20? I believe it's Jason Day, who obviously played great last week. Spieth, who I don't really know what to do with necessarily. Rose, yeah. there's still some 28s out there. Maverick McNeely has got a ton of steam. Um, played great here and lost to Berger last year by one. Cam Tringale, who I thought was... Very impressive and undershown last week on the coverage. Like, I don't really remember them showing him hit any <laughs> shots. And he played with Rom and he played with Sung Jay and he beat both of them on, on Saturday. Right. I was going to say Sunday, but Saturday. So, um, obviously played pretty well. Anyone there? I mentioned that I like Rose. Um, what do you see there? Uh, so I don't, I don't know about anybody here. I, I'm, I'm not sure about Day. It feels like Day. Maybe do you think days back? It seems like his, the price is just like it, uh, it's, it's is kind of crazy given where he's been, you know. I don't know if he's like all the way back, but it, judging from <laughs> it's funny that we're using that word, but judging from what he said, it feels like his back is back, right? Yeah, right, because he's yeah. saying he's pain free, which had always bothered him for so long. He mentioned he couldn't really practice. Um, he seems in a really good place. This is obviously a great fit for him. Uh, part of me wishes that maybe we didn't see such a run and a spike last week. Man, he's tough. Let's like yeah. it was tough to watch last week. He takes a long time, and <laughs> it was brutal. Like, let's be honest. So I think they're queuing him up on the coverage improperly. 
but there <laughs> it feels like he's taking so much longer because they're showing like the full 45 seconds before he hits every shot and part of that is his routine where he'll kind of get over the ball and then he'll do the like close your eyes and like visualize thing and back away and then reset and come back in. So I think part of it was a little bit more painful due to the coverage just coming in too early when he was up, but it had to drive Zalatoris crazy because he seems like a pretty quick player and you could tell it was definitely frustrating him um, to the point where, where it may have affected him down the stretch. He didn't make, you know, he, he finished level par on the back nine, which wasn't a choke job by any means. But, yeah, it's a good spot for him. I kind of wish if I was going to bet him that he didn't play so well last week and you could exactly. maybe get him in the Rose Tringale power range is kind of my take. Exactly on. what I was thinking. It's just, I mean, he's he's going to get get a a lower price just because of his course history. But, yeah, if he didn't play so good, yeah. Could have could have been a better one. Uh, I do have a a guy that if if I was Chad and I was putting a house on somebody, he's just a little bit below your guy uh, Tringali here, and that's uh that's Matt Maddie Fitzpatrick. I bet uh, I, I don't know your take on him. Uh, I'll I'll give you my take. So we kind of talked about the the guys that are successful in in this tournament. Usually it's. Day, Spieth, Phil, Snedeker's won a couple times, I think. Berger's yeah. pretty good here. They what most of them have in common is that they're, you know, really good putters. And, you know, I don't think Phil's ever been known as like an elite approach player, but he's always been good here. So yeah. I think the other thing that are that's pretty common with people that are up on the leaderboards here is they're, you know, pretty good off the tee players. They don't get themselves in trouble. So they're probably leaving themselves with, you know, good shots into these small greens. And I think those are two of Fitzpatrick's biggest strengths. He's pretty good off the tee. He's not long, but you don't need to be. And I think he's one of the better putters, definitely one of the better putters in this tournament. So um, I know he doesn't have a great history here. I don't think he played last year. He played the two years prior to that. I don't, can't remember if he made the cut in them or not, but um, it fe- it just feels like his game fits fits the uh, the course or all of the courses and I don't know it feels like he's probably a better golfer than Power Tringali McNeely just the eye test tells me that he's better than them and he's you know longer well, price is. than them so I think I think that's my guy if if I had a house to put a house bet on I think that's my guy Joe that's that'd be my guy too man we're in full agreement here look he's the better player. Yeah, Um, it comes down to that. And I think it's just some recency stuff. We've seen obviously McNeely play well last week. We've seen Tringales powers had a couple of nice finishes. We've seen Matt Fitzpatrick play on the PGA tour once since November. Um, And that was at Mayakoba where he didn't play well, but the caliber of player that he is. So when you're running regression and stat models, you aren't pulling all of his most recent data. Um, you aren't pulling the European tour stuff where he's got a win and I believe two second places within the last year. Mm-hmm. So you throw those into the mix where he's obviously gaining a lot of strokes to win and finish second twice. Um, he appears to be a much better player than he is. Going back, I was just trying to look at um, some of his course history here. And I, I did note that 2019 U.S. Open, which was obviously four rounds all played at Pebble, uh, 12th place finish sort of in in so that's that's a good solid sign for me there you mentioned the putting you mentioned the ability to sort of I think he, he's in this type of field I don't think he's that short 
Like when you put them in a field with Bryson, Rom, DJ, Rory, Brooks, these guys, he's not long. But like you put him in a field with Berger and Cantlay, and yeah. he's he's not like necessarily short. And you mentioned you don't have to be so crafty around the greens. Great putter. I think that he's the drift that you're looking for in an event like this. Anywhere 35. I've even seen some 40 to ones. Um, I think it's a definite buy spot. Another guy I wanted to mention on there, and I think he's 40 to one um, that I was doing kind of doing a little bit digging into is Kevin Kisner. Um, Kiss is on a good run. I haven't bet it yet, but I wanted to mention this point. So a lot of people, and I've seen some articles written about him already. There's some fifties out there. Wow. There's a lot of fifties. He has been very forthright and honest that he doesn't like POA. Right. Doesn't yep. mean he's bad at POA. Um, when you look and dig a little bit more into the stats, he's, he talks about how much he loves Bermuda grass, right? Cause it's so pure. So in this field alone, he ranks 10th in Bermuda grass putting. When you filter that out to only POA, he's 11th. So it's not like he's worse. Actually, yeah. his worst surface by far is bent grass, where he's in like the mid-70s. So even if he doesn't necessarily love POA surfaces, he's putting really well on them. He was actually number one in the field from like 15 to 20 feet, I believe, on this surface so he's such a good putter that he's making plenty of shots obviously we know that that length is an issue for kids um and the 7700 yard courses aren't going to be in his wheelhouse these should be right there and he's playing good so uh, all those factors i think 50 to 1 would make a little bit of sense although i have not pulled the trigger yet you got anyone in sort of this i guess we'll call it 40 to, to 60 range that, that you got your eye on either from a betting or a DraftKings perspective? Uh, honestly, no, not really. Uh, if if I was going to take a guy that I think is maybe uh, a poor, maybe it's a poor man's Fitzpatrick is maybe uh, Bazudenhut. Is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I think I, so. I, maybe I would, I would look at him. I, I, I think Streelman's going to get some love probably. Just I think he's got pretty good history here. Great history. Um, Torches Pebble in particular. Yeah, like does. his Sundays when they get to just Pebble Beach is like an S scoring average of like 66. So yeah. really good when they get to Pebble. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you know, otherwise I don't, I don't think I, I would really be touching anybody here. I, the, the way I play DFS, usually I'll, I'll grab a couple of the bigger guys and I'll get some of the more cheaper guys. So, you know, this, this range right here is your, you know, you're probably like your mid seven thousands or so. I try and, uh, try and stay clear of those they they usually don't work out well for me so i would avoid most of these guys to be honest with you yeah i've seen some love um on tom hoagie who i think the stats really line up nicely for a couple of recent top fours and spikes there i don't know if i'm necessarily there i'm probably fade hoagie another guy like i'm not on at all is is mav mcneely um I can't get there at 28 to one. I don't feel like he's that good of a player. I'd much rather the guys in the thirties in this sort of range as well as, is Mito who may be getting a little bit slept on. Um, you mentioned Kisner is up there as well. Before, what about your guy, Denny? Denny's right in there. Huh? It's too Not short of price. Yeah. I want him. I, I need to see like 90 to a hundred to one, I think minimum on Denny, but yeah, he's playing fantastic. I've got him oh, yeah. second in strokes gain short game. Um, the approach numbers have been really solid. We know he puts well, maybe, 
Maybe. I don't mind. You know, I've seen some love for Harmon and Hughes in there. Before we kind of shift over, I guess, to this long shot range, let me mention another sponsor of the show. Valentine's Day is coming up, fellas. Manscaped.com. We've got a promo code below. Golf Guys 20 will get you 20% off your order. Um, free worldwide shipping on it. They've got a ton of whole lineup of great products. Stop using your beard trimmer below the belt, right? Can we all agree there that, that you need a separate product? Uh, Valentine's Day is coming up. We all have wives. They would appreciate <laughs> appreciate you spending a little bit of money there. We're giving you a promo code so that you could take a little bit extra off. What's your favorite product on Manscaped, Josh? Uh, I love the uh, – now I can't remember the name of it. It is the – oh, man, it threw, it threw me for a loop there. It's it's a cream that you – Yeah, you the, the deodorant, basically. The deodorant one. Yes, yes nailed it. Yes. Yep. So so I roll with that when I'm going on the golf course. Uh, it, it's uh, crazy that we chafing. put deodorant under our arms and nothing. Exactly. So, like, this is a huge thing. It, it, uh, def- it's a little defense mechanism for the chafage there. Exactly. Um, keeps you in very good shape, feeling good. Make sure to use the promo code GOLFGUYS20. If you need any products from Manscaped, uh, you will be very appreciative of that, and so will we. But let's talk long shots. You know this is what I love. I'm going to let you take the floor first. Any darts down here that you like in terms of a betting perspective or DFS, just let it it rip. Yeah, so I'm going to let me pop the uh, screen back up here so we can see some of them. Yeah. Uh, Here we go. So... One guy I was kind of looking at here, I kind of like Ches Revy a little bit. Okay. Um, he's not the last couple tournaments, he's not, you know, doing super hot, but this tournament specifically, he's he has a bunch of top 25s. I think his game also kind of fits the the narrative that you're kind of looking for on the course. He's a usually a pretty good approach player. Um, so I like Ches Revy a little bit. Um I think just I mean, if you're just looking straight course history, I mean, you got Brant Snedeker here. Looks like he's yeah. 100 to one bunch of places. I mean, he has two wins. I'm not really sure how you how you pass that up, to be honest with you. So if I, I was played, betting, I'd probably have to take a shot there just you know, just because, you know. I played him at the Sony, and I thought he was really good and really on their own. He finished 36 and then I just kept my eye on him and he backed that up with a top 15 at the Amex. Then at the farmers, a lot of people were on him, right? Because he had this sort of great course history at Tory. I believe he missed the cut on the number. He was like three or four outside the cut line and then made a charge to try mm-hmm. and get there and fell just short. So I think you're right. I think it could be a good bounce back spot for Snedeker. Anyone else for you? Uh, the, the only other guy, and let me see if I, I don't remember where he is on here. I might've passed him already, or maybe I didn't. I don't think I did. He's farther down here. Uh, Matt Neesmith here. Yeah. He's, uh, he's got two, two pretty good tournaments here that he's played. And I think he's in pretty good form too. And again, it's kind of the same situation. He, his game is, is similar to the guys that we talked about before. So, yep. Um, I bet him in uh yeah. matchups last week. I just, after uh, Saturday and Sunday, he won both of them. I was just looking at sort of the numbers and who was, I believe it was Munoz one day. I forget who it was the other day. But I was surprised because I'm following him on Shot Tracker. He 
He's moving it a little bit further off the tee, so I think he's picked mm. up a lot of distance. But where he's best, he's third in the field at in wedge range, right? 100 to 125 yards. This 7,000-yard setup is much better for him than 7,700 yards. So yeah. while I'm encouraged that he played well at the Farmers, I think that he's even better suited here. You mentioned a 16th and 11th the previous two times out here. So I really like Neesmith. Uh, 90 to 1. I'm not sure if this is still out there because I think you might have passed by it, but I took Aaron Rye. Um, yeah, I feel like he's just mispriced. Like we had, we probably had to see too much of him last weekend, but the fact he was there, I think is worth something. Um, it wasn't sort of a one hit wonder. He had three top twenties consecutively through November. Um, just striking the ball really well. Good approach player, good on the coast, great POA putter. Um, these are all sort of his strengths. And I think that the confidence of last week, while he didn't necessarily come through in contention, um, you know, he birdied the 18th hole. I thought that he he didn't play horribly, uh, still ended up finishing six. So I think that's a good number at 90 to one. The same number as Neesmith, 110 to one is my favorite bet of the week. It's Sahith. Um, okay. I, I was going to ask you about him. <laughs> I love Sahith. I think that his trajectory is going directly up. And I think that, so you, I look for these guys where I think that their confidence starts to match up with their talent level, right? You first have to look at talent Haskins award winner, best player in, in college when he was at, um, I believe it's Pepperdine, which is out there mm -hmm. in California. So best player in the nations won the Haskins award um, starting to get, he's made every cut since the fall swing so far, he's getting his feet under his belt. Top 25 at the Farmers. He's improving steadily. And I just think that he, like this is an instance where the betting price is lagging behind the trajectory that he's on. I feel like he should be 60, 75 to 1 max in this field. I think 110, you're getting a great price. I really, uh, at first when I saw him, I didn't expect him. I guess just looking at him, I didn't expect him to have the assets of a great around the green player and putter. I expect them to be, a, you know, a bomber. Um, he's got a great touch around the greens. He's a really good POA putter. It's by far his best surface. I think the 110 to one is more than valid of a number. And I mentioned the last guy that I sort of did on the lunch drive long shots back to Adam Svensson. I can't quit this guy. Mm -hmm. um, he's top 10 in approach. He's top 10 T to green. Those are two of the most telling stats on the PGA tour. And eventually, at 160 to one, it's got to come to fruition for him. You can't be that good of an approach player and that good off the tee to be top 10 in the field almost every week. There's cases where the stats lie. Patrick Rogers is a great sir. Like, there's guys like this, right? Yeah. Even Hoagie to some degree that are always going to pop in your model. I'm going to take my chances because they're still hanging big numbers on him, right? It's not like they've dropped him down to 60, 70, 80 to one. 160 to one is a huge number. Uh, I'm going to still take my chances. You don't got to invest a lot. Five, 10 bucks will pay you off over a grand. Um, those are my four guys in the long shot range. Anything else that uh, you want to add before we wrap here? Uh, not, not me specifically. I can tell you our, our, our other host, Chad is also on Sahith. He's uh he's, he's been in some, some Twitter conversations this afternoon about, about him being a, a great play. So I, I think you guys are on the same page there. I want to make sure I got that out there for you. You got Chad, some support. 
That's great to hear. We miss you, buddy. We'll see you back next week as we get to the Waste Management Super Bowl weekend. Always one of the funnest sort of uh, events of the year. Then we head back to L.A. to Riv. Then we're coming to my territory, right? A little bit of the Florida swing. I'm excited for the Honda. I think I'm going to go to the players as well. Um, so a nice little run for me through Florida. I appreciate you guys. Look, anyone who stopped in here and checked out the show, appreciate the likes, the comments, all of that kind of stuff means a ton to us. Um, support the show as much as you can. We greatly appreciate you from Josh and myself. We are out of here. He's going live in a couple of minutes with Eric for the Golf Guy Show. Make sure that you check that out. We'll see you guys next week. Preferred Lines out. Peace. Thank mm-hmm. you.